This is your boy Jay Irv. I'm back here with a new episode for the second season of Taste Test Podcast. I know it's been a while. Took a nice little break. Nice little break. It's been good. Uh, I am so glad to be back here. Um, also, new changes happen. Unfortunately, um, my co-host, uh, friend. Longtime friend Janae has uh, decided to step down. There's no no real issues between us. I want to put that out there first and foremost. I love her. Um, I wish her well. It's just um, you know, life happens, and um, she had to make a decision, and she made the decision to move on from the podcast. Um, like I said, uh, no issue there. But as of right now, I'm gonna be keeping it pushing, going strong. I I am so glad, so, so glad to be back here recording, doing what I love, talking about music, and boy, speaking about music, we have, I wouldn't say missed out, but we have a lot of music to cover in this first episode of our second season. Uh, so for all you first time listeners, if you're new or you're returning listeners, uh, I want to give a short little introduction Taste Test Podcast. Taste Test Podcast exists to provide a warm, engaging platform for music lovers and enthusiasts hosted by yours truly, uh, who has a strong passion for hip-hop and R&B specifically, and here on this platform, I seek to supply and share my thoughts and opinions on the happenings in the world of music. So with that being said, um... And by the, by, uh, man, I don't know where to begin, but I guess I got to start with Nipsey, uh, by the lead song there, uh, last time I checked, last time I checked, was one of my favorite songs from his Victory Lap album, and unfortunately, we weren't able to, I guess, um, record and share our thoughts on the whole passing of Nipsey. And whatnot. I just want to send out my condolences to the family and friends of Nipsey Hussle. Uh, very just weird, untimely death. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it was weird. I'm going to share a little bit on the whole situation of where I was, what I was doing, how, how it affected me. 
Um, so he passed on March 30th, which is also my birthday month. So I was still, um, you know, celebrating, enjoying the month of my birthday, which is March. And I, uh, I found out, uh, I think like most people do social media or just you know, news outlets, um, you know, just saying different stories. I heard he, the first news that hit me was that he was shot several times. And I was just like, uh, I'm, a, I'm not even going to respond. I'm going to just kind of sit back next day. I know one of my friends reaches out to me <laughs> sharing uh, like a similar post that I already seen. So I, I'm that's why I started getting worried. And then surely enough, more information comes out and I find out that he passes. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the biggest, biggest follower of Nissy Hupsu, but I was definitely a fan of his latest album. I listened to some of his mixtapes before this album had dropped, uh, uh, especially the Crenshaw mixtape. I really enjoyed that one, but I really, really enjoyed Victory Lap. So it did hit me, uh, not just because of the, the rapper or, you know, hip hop artist that he was, but it was more so like a lot of people that I know of, it, it was more so on the business side of things that uh, people drew inspiration from this particular artist. And it, like I said, it was just really sad. I wanted to take this time out just to, you know, celebrate and uh, pay homage to a great soul that we have lost. Um, to be honest, I definitely was sad. I felt it in the moment, but at the end of the day, I think I'm still inspired by anything, not by, you know, of course, you don't want to see anybody die, anything like that, but I'm inspired by the life and the legacy left behind. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, fortunately for him, he has his life work to leave behind for everybody, you know, to grab onto and hold on to. So that's it. that's how I kind of process everything. I'm I'm using this as motivation, his messages, his uh, way he lived his life to push forward, uh, especially with this podcast. And uh, later on, I, I'll be talking about further, like what I will be planning on doing, you know, advancing further with this podcast. So uh, next next thing. Um, so, <laughs> all this music that I was talking about beforehand, man, it, I know a lot of people have been saying that not a whole lot of music has dropped so far since the start of this year, but I would beg to differ a little bit because, it, I mean, has it been as much as maybe would have expected, especially, you know, a lot of people are anticipating like some of the bigger artists like Kendrick and J. Cole to drop um which I, I still anticipate, but I've I've been listening to some pretty good music so far. Um, let's just go through them. We had Two Chains drop a really good album, in my opinion. Uh, rapper go to the league. I really enjoyed that. I didn't love it as much as I liked his previous work, which was um, was that Pretty Girls Love Trap Music, but this one. I think this was probably one of his most well-produced albums and he had a lot of introspective tracks on here that if you're into that kind of thing you can really pull a lot of inspiration from 
and just kind of connect more with two chains. And I, I think the thing with two chains is a lot of people don't take him as serious because when he kind of first started coming out, I guess to the mainstream, he was seen as this kind of goofy, silly rapper, which I mean, he played that role really nice. But you know, as he's progressed, these last few albums, he's got. I mean, he's really proven himself as a real lyricist and somebody who has something really, you know, really have something to really offer and say on any given track. So, so that's one album I really enjoyed. Uh, Kehlani, she dropped an album, and I just started getting into her music. Her latest album she dropped, while We Wait, I enjoyed that. Um... I haven't listened to it a whole lot, but what I did hear, I enjoyed. Um, for me, she's kind of a quiet taste, so it kind of takes me a little bit to get into it. But when I did, I was like, this is really, really, really good. Father of Four by Offset. Uh, a lot of people I, you know, I was around really enjoyed this. This, um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool, y'all. But it was not, it was not like anything that wowed me i would say that but i did enjoy it uh, another album free spirit by uh khalid i enjoyed that as well i wasn't a big fan of his first album but this one what i noticed about this particular artist khalid is he's more so for me he's a guy or artist i should say that i can really really latch onto when I'm driving around. He makes nice cruising music in my opinion, especially this latest album, Free Spirit. I can like ride around uh, on a nice warm sunny day top down <laughs> and just listen, let his music play. And I that's what I really enjoy about him with his music. So the next uh, album that I checked out that I really, really, really enjoyed was uh, When I Get Home by Solange. Man, what what more can I say about this particular artist? Um, I just I just love her spirit, her energy uh, when it comes to, I guess, how she just goes about creating her music. Um, and not to sound cliche, but... Her music is just is just so black to me. I, you know, um, it just puts you, for me personally, it just puts me in the right vibe. It really helps me center myself. Um, I will be doing some album reviews on a lot of these albums that I really did enjoy. Um, I may not be able to get to all of them, but the ones that I, I felt are worthy uh, I will put up some reviews coming soon. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for those. Um, uh, so, yeah, back to Solange. Solange's album, When I Get Home. And I know there's a lot of mixed reviews that I was seeing from people uh, just on social media and YouTube and stuff like that. Me, personally, I was... I'm not gonna lie, when I first heard this album, I was confused, thrown off. I didn't know if I liked it or what, but it was something about the album that kept pulling me back in, and I'm gonna dive deeper when I do the review on it. Um, but by like the third or fourth listen, it clicked with me. Uh, I kinda 
once I accepted the album for what it was, it that's when it really sunk in and I really took hold to this album. So I am so glad <laughs> that Solange dropped another album, another phenomenal album in my opinion. And then next up, I, I think this is really a surprise album, uh, Ventura by Anderson Pop. Uh, he already had dropped an album in late 2018, um, and, and he drops this one. And this one, uh, if I mean, it feels like these could be B-sides to his previous album. That uh, the name of the album, I uh, can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but. Uh, at the same time, what I do like about this album is it's kind of uh, old to uh, soul music and real what I call consider real R&B music, uh, soul slash R&B music. Um, it, it it's like a throwback. It could like re- it could work really well in you know some past decades. Uh, which I really enjoy. I like, um, you know, older soul music, 90s, 80s, even some 70s soul and R&B music. Um, so, yeah, that's what I really enjoyed about this. Ah, uh, man, I, <clears throat> I, I think I like this one just slightly better than his previous work that he dropped last year. But it, it is, it is a very nice listen for me. And it's not too long either. <laughs> you know how I feel about those long albums. And then next up, that just dropped, uh, I guess depending on when you hear this recording, uh, Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q. Um, man, Schoolboy Q has been for some years now one of, I mean, uh, if Kendrick Lamar was not with the TDE camp, Schoolboy Q would be my favorite member out of that whole TDE conglomerate that they have over there uh, under Interscope Records. Um, yeah, yeah. And I really, I really got a kick out of his previous album that he dropped called Blank Face. That, for 2016 when it dropped, I feel like that was the album of the year in hip-hop slash rap music of 2016 um and this one now while i still prefer blank face over crash talk i do i do like this i do wish i uh it was it was a mixed bag for me uh some of the beats on there i felt like you know didn't i mean they were they were cool, some of the beats, and I can't remember the songs off the top of my head because it's still fresh. I mean, I just started listening to the album, only listened to it about three times through, and I'm still trying to let it marinate. And, and what I can say about this album so far is um, it is, I think it's an updated version of where Schoolboy Q is in his life right now. I know. He's openly speaked in interviews about him battling depression and uh, just things changing in his life with his daughter growing up um, and whatnot. And I think what he tried to do, he's tried to kind of please some of his older fans and newer fans with the, I guess, the production selection and how he, you know, went through 
just making this album, I think he was trying to please both people, which I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with. But for me personally, I wanted more of what I got on Blank Face. I want him to prove upon what he did on Blank Face. And I think, I mean, certain directions, it looked like he was about to approach that, but then other ways, I felt like he didn't. And it was right now, uh, I can't really give it a definitive answer on how I really feel about the answer on, on the album, I'm sorry. But I do know I do like it. I just need to sit with it uh, a few more times before I actually say yay or nay on this particular album. So we're going to get into our first main topic right now. And and of course, you know, out of all the releasing of things so far this year, we did get Miss Beyonce Knows Carter homecoming the live homecoming uh album she dropped as well as the netflix uh documentary that she dropped on the whole homecoming it kind of gives you a look into beyonce as a person and just the whole making of you know and what led into making i guess that whole homecoming coachella performance uh that everybody's still raving over it seems like and I, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm not the hugest Beyonce fan. Um, I do really respect her, respect her as an artist, as a black woman, you know, as this public figure. I really do respect her because there's no way she got to where she got without, you know, the uh, dedication that it takes to be considered one of the best of your era and just off the bat overall thoughts i really enjoyed this and i think it, it in part is because i'm not the biggest fan so i i don't follow her music and her life as much but this definitely gave me a peek into you know what is what it takes for beyonce to be beyonce um just the whole part in that documentary of her going through, you know, the weight issues and the health issues that she suffered uh, after having her uh, twins, and uh, yeah, that the the diet she went on, the training she went through just to be able to perform at peak condition again. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I think. <laughs> hot take right here i think beyonce is the serena williams of the music industry like for real like as far as artists go i think if you know she wasn't an you know artist music performer i think she like could try something in you know area of sports because i think she is very athletic to do what she does uh, I don't think people understand it takes a lot of dedication and concentration and stamina to do what she does on stage singing and dancing at the same time is a lot harder than it looks like I mean it's hard enough just to sing or just dance separately but to do it and then also put in a creative direction you know and all that and the backdrop of it 
all being get, paying homage to uh, the black marching bands uh, that are, you know, very predominant in the South, where she's from, Houston, Texas. Um, that that all encompassed just really, really gave me another level of respect for Beyonce. Um, man, what what can I? <laughs> What can I say? Um, geez. Um, very impressed. Uh, it does. I will say this. I've never. I felt like the urge to ever. You know. Ever, I never felt the need to actually go. See her perform. But actually. After watching that. And after watching some of our previous performances. Like the Super Bowl performance. That has intrigued me enough to like. Consider it. Um, and yeah, and <laughs> the other part of this conversation, I, I, I guess this talk I wanted to get into, um, a lot of people have already claimed her to be the, not just the best, you know, of our generation of performers and artists, but a lot of people have already, you know, crowned her as the top, <laughs> top dog as far as being the best entertainer we've ever seen. I I will say this, I push back against that um, just because um, I think when I when I compare her to other entertainers, I don't she doesn't grab me as much as Michael Jackson or Prince, or, you know, Stevie Wonder does per se, but I where she really shines is is just catering to her fans, catering to the crowd, knowing exactly, you know, what works on stage when she's performing. As a performer, I definitely say she is up there. Uh, definitely top five. She, you can definitely make a strong argument top three. I wouldn't be upset if you if somebody says she's the number one performer, music performer of all time. I would just. I would just state a case for some other, you know, performers that I've mentioned before. Um, but definitely the breath control, you know, the stamina and the presence, just her presence on stage is unmatched. She's has a distinctive voice. She's, you know, she's not the most overwhelming, for me personally, not the most overwhelming or most dynamic singer. I think there's a few singers that uh, I would put ahead of her, uh, such as Aretha Franklin, uh, Whitney Houston, Sade. Uh, I even like Jill Scott's voice, uh, Patti LaBelle, uh, Shaka Khan, Gladys Knight. Um, yeah, it. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it is as far as like just the female, just. Of women singers, I haven't even gotten into like the Luther Vandrosses, the Stevie Wonders, the Princes, you know, uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson, you know. Um, I think, um, but I I do like her voice. It's just I I would prefer some other voices over hers before I get to Beyonce. But when I put her all together, because you got to look at it from all from everything that she does. So that when, you know, like I've said, her stage presence, the way she commands the crowd, um, 
dancing, singing, just the overall attention to detail when it comes to her props and just the stage production. <laughs> like it's, she, like watching that documentary really showed me how much involved she is in just the overall aesthetic and creation of her performances. So yeah. And another argument that I would say against Beyonce, I actually and I actually think, and I may I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority in this department, but I do think her sister Solange is a slightly more creative artist than Beyonce is. I know she doesn't have the longevity that Beyonce does, so she can't compare to her as far as when you start talking about hits and numbers and stuff. But for me personally, uh, as far as being creative with her her what she does specifically in her lane i like Solange slightly more than beyonce i i of course i would never like oh pick Solange over as a performer but i'm just speaking you know i'll take beyonce every day as a performer you know as an icon and all that but just if i want to listen and uh, be, you know, inspired and just um, just fall down a, a creative magic <laughs> magic uh, rabbit hole. I'm listening to Solange personally, but that's that's just me. It's just me. Oh uh, man! So moving on, moving on. We've got some other <laughs> news and music to cover, and I'm gonna try to go through this as fast as I can, as fast as I can, so, in my absence, there's been a lot of craziness going on in the world of music, I'm gonna just try to briefly touch on it, like I said, first up is Mr. Kodak Black, or I call him Kodak Whack, <laughs> this guy has been just you know, vomiting out his mouth, just spewing the most craziest things you can hear. I heard the story about him trying to, you know, shoot his shot at Young M.A. She shoots him down. It seems like he's still pursued and just kind of just look weird because we both, everybody knows that Young M.A. Uh, is, um, she's gay. She's a lesbian, uh, as far as I know. Um, and she's not bisexual, so she's not interested in men. So it's just kind of weird that he would do that. Unless you, I, me personally, I, from what I've seen from Kodak, he's just a big troll. And as you saw, you know, with the next story he was involved in with the whole Nipsey hustle after Nipsey hustle had passed, he was trying to shoot his shot at Lauren London, or he said he would. He was caught on camera saying that he would give her maybe a year or so before he tried to shoot his shot at her and try to holler at her and it was just of course you know I understand the fact that he said it I guess within the comfort of his own home and in front of his homeboys it wasn't intended to get out but somebody had recorded and that can get weird at times but at the same time it's like dude like why even <laughs> make mention of that Knowing the sensitivity outside of the fact, are you like trolling? Are you trying to be funny? Like, do you think this is a big joke? So, you know, it's just really funny to me. Kodak, for me personally, I know a lot of people like his music, but me personally, I'm 
I, I wouldn't know too much about him because I don't listen to his music outside of the fact that he's been involved in these stories. So I just think, you know, Mr. Kodak Black, <laughs> uh, would I say cancel him uh, as far as the, now we're in the era of this whole cancel culture? No, not per se. He's still young. Um, but, um, you know, the best thing for me to do is kind of just kind of ignore him and only time I'm bring him up is when it comes to music going forward, unless it's like something really, really outlandish that I feel needs, you know, to be brought up. But outside of that, I would just say if I was, uh, if I was anybody else, I would just ignore, 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 because I mean, it's obvious to me he's trolling and he sees the algorithms, you know, algorithms are God nowadays, especially in the social media world. He sees the traction he gets, the attention he gets. It's the attention economy out here, guys. And this is just part of the game, unfortunately, you know, the life that we live in now. And next up, some more outlandish things coming from the mouth of Cardi B this time. Uh, her old comments on, you know, I guess she was, um, going back on her personal social, one of her social media pages, I guess she was, I guess she was recording herself on, y'all can rec correct me in the comments section, or, you know, tweet me or, uh, <laughs> message me on Instagram if I'm wrong about that, but she was supposedly saying, you know, I guess she got riled up and eventually just uh, started talking about her past life, her being a stripper and some of the stuff that she was recalling that she had to do, I guess, for her survival, quote unquote, I, um, such as, uh, she, you know, stealing money after drugging men and, you know, and then she had also made this weird, very strange comment about um, if she really wanted to get revenge on a guy that she's, you know, intimate or dealing with, she would <laughs> trick him into having a, a threesome with a, a, trans, a transsexual. <laughs> so I, I just, um, just more weird, weird stuff, man. Um, I, if you've been listening to the podcast, I do like her as an artist. You know, some of her music uh, may be a little bit too much for me at times, but, you know, I, I do like her as an artist, but outside of that, I'm not really messing with Cardi B, per se. I mean, I mean, I, I, I saw the outrage on social media and other outlets, like, but at the same time, I'm like, this this is I mean this is the same person that we all praised when she was on her way up. <laughs> she's not the most intelligent. She's not the most well informed person. You know I'm not listening to her for anything serious, especially involving politics and you know laws and what's morally right and all that. It's not looking for her to be my spiritual guide or my, you know, moral moral compass at all. So that's kind of like, I just put her and Kodak Black and all, a lot of these other artists, I, I really try not to, like, solely follow and cling on to every lasting word that anybody says, especially an artist, which is their job is here to entertain you. 
<laughs> so I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm not, I'm not thoroughly invested in the story outside of the fact that I thought it was pretty interesting just seeing like the reactions from people. <laughs> but uh, moving on to some more, more uh, music news that I found interesting was this this new new pop song <laughs> I guess you could call it they're calling it Trap Country I believe uh, Little Nas X is uh, never knew who he was until the song dropped Old Town Road is the name uh, and the question <laughs> for me is was it fire or no and I have to say it was I, I really surprisingly enjoyed this record I don't know how or why this song just hits me. I think when that beat finally drops, that's what hooked me in. And just the whole controversy behind it being taken off the country music, I guess, uh, billboards or whatever. I just, <laughs> I can see why they took it off. I, and like I've been telling a lot of friends or, you know, just people I've been talking to, they took it off because of that beat, you know. <laughs> When the beat drops, uh, a lot of these, you know, these staunch country, you know, fans and enthusiasts don't really rock with the hip hop, you know, 808, you know, beats and all that. But, you know, you can't deny it, especially when you listen to the remix with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, that mug <laughs> goes, oh man, I'm, ah. Can't tell you how many times I played it and played it while I was at work and shared it with other coworkers just to see their reactions. Like I really enjoy this this particular song. Uh, uh, you know, now I'm not saying Lil Nas X is you know the next you know you know Nas. Hey, no, and no, of course not. But I do like this song for sure do like the song so i'm gonna leave it there also um before i uh get to my last segment uh for the sleepers um mr kanye west uh i recently reported that he performed at coachella his sunday service and it looks like he's gearing up i guess this is gonna be leading up to an album or some type of project he's going to drop I guess this year um, I know a lot of people quote unquote canceled Kanye West which I thought was like crazy <laughs> you canceled uh, no not Kanye Kanye's not getting canceled um, because he's done this before <laughs> Kanye oh man he's like that that crazy cousin or uncle in your family like you love them you really do but you just can't rock with everything they do because they make the block hot for you and the rest of your family members but you know you you, you check on them every once in a while or they pop back in your life every once in a while and i just think that's where kanye west is right now in this particular career um so I did not see the Coachella performance, but I did see some of the videos from his Sunday services that he recorded earlier this year. And I got to say, um, I, I did enjoy what I saw. I mean, hey, 
hey man, I, I may lose some followers. I don't care. I, I liked it. I liked uh, kind of the gospel sound, and you know, I'm interested in seeing what he he comes out with. I guess if he does come out with something this year. Um, now you all know from last season, I was not particularly fond of his Yay album. There were like maybe three songs that I enjoyed off that seven-track album that he dropped. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting to see what this man drops. That's all I can say. Um, so yeah, and now uh, last segment before uh, well. Artists, artists of the week, uh, month really. And I'm just go over the last few months. I, I gotta give it up to the late great Nipsey Hussle and just give it to him. And you know, I, I, a lot of people say, oh, of course, of course. I mean, yeah, of course. The man, um, his life, his legacy that I, I believe he left behind has just had a profound impact on me just from the few projects that I listened to and just a lot of the interviews that I listened to of him, I really latch on and just to what he was saying about entrepreneurship and just coming back and doing, you know, giving back to your community and, um, you know, solidifying and uplifting communities that you've been raised and, you know, raised in and whatnot once you reach a certain level. Um, so yeah, uh, rest in peace, Dipsy Hustle. Uh, sleeper albums and songs, past the present. I'm gonna go for my my sleeper song, song um, by an artist that was actually a guest on Taste Test last season. Her name is BB. Uh, she dropped a, a single recently. I think it was a month ago I want to say it's called I want you um I want you and it's a nice little a nice little bop <laughs> a, a nice little bop and I'm not just saying that because she was a guest on this this uh particular podcast I'm saying that because I really do enjoy her music her uh and especially this song that she dropped called I want you I'm gonna play it real quickly for you all just to give you a little bit of taste and see what you think. Everybody, that was I Want You by BB. 
I hope you all enjoy that and I hope that uh, you know entices you to actually check it out and download it you can get it pretty much on any music streaming platform it's on titles I believe it's on Apple music of course Spotify SoundCloud so just go check it out uh, that's BB speller name BE dot BE that's BE dot BE I want you is the name of the song now uh albums or projects i guess you could say uh for my sleeper this this particular episode is called 104.1 by chris and slick uh these are two artists here st louis natives as well as bb uh they they dropped this project on soundcloud called 104.1 and if you are from the St. Louis area you know what that uh, particular 104.1 references it's uh, a radio station out here that plays you know a lot of the hip-hop and R&B music uh, you know that's uh, you know major on the charts out here or just across the country and it's kind of an old I guess a love letter to St. Louis. So I, I really enjoyed the production on this particular album. And I'm going to play uh, one, one song. And it's called Harvey Dent from their particular album. I'm going to let it go. You were just listening to Chris and Slick, and that was the song Harvey Dent off of their latest project called Hot 104.1. And you can go check that out on SoundCloud uh, if you want to go listen to the rest of that that project that they released. Um, so yeah, we have reached the end of this first episode of season two of Taste Test Podcast. Uh, I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to all the listeners and followers. Uh, you can go check out Taste Test Podcast on our social media sites, Instagram. You can follow us at Taste Test Podcast. Uh, you can follow us also on Twitter at Taste Test Podcast. And you can uh, also check out our podcast on pretty much any um, podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, uh, I, um, Spotify. Uh, what else? I mean, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, 
I'm also going to be trying to build up our Patreon page. I just got to figure out exactly how to put all the tiers together. So, I'm going to hopefully start making a little bit more money, you know. <laughs> uh, I enjoy what I do. I can do this for free. But uh, your boy got to pay bills, too. Got to pay them bills. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, tuning in. Please like, share, comment. Uh, yeah, just put the word out there. Uh I'm going to step, step my listeners up this year. That is a goal of mine. I'm really trying to push Taste Test Podcast forward uh, in the future here. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. And I will check you all out next time. Bye-bye. Have a good week.